In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, the guys are chatting it up about the current trends in edutech for the spring, music from Nick Flora, the Google tip of the week, and more. That's all up next on Edutech Guys. Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. How you doing this afternoon? Hope everyone is uh, doing quite well out there. This is David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. All right, welcome to the show. Yeah, I love the ding there right before we came in. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of interesting. So, you know, hey, uh, welcome to the show. It's going to be a great show today. You just got us. It's just the guys today. Uh, we thought we'd catch up on some things and talk just about a bit. Of, two of us. We can make it if we try. Look at this. <laughs> We're going to sing the whole show. Oh, and there went our one listener. Right. No, so. Ebony and Ivory. Live together. <laughs> so, hey, check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com, or you can just drop out to Google, put in Edutech Guys. You're going to find us. We're out there on Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Just look up Edutech Guys. Hey, if you want to follow us and send us something on Twitter, hit hashtag ETG. Chat. Absolutely. All the goodnesses. All the goodnesses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, today we have a couple of things that came up, you know, right off the bat. Well, one, I should give a big shout out to Cross Branding and GoPro. Uh, they sent us uh, some really great stuff. We want to talk about their product and uh, what Cross Branding is doing and using GoPros can be used not just with cross branding, but anywhere in the classroom, in makerspace areas everywhere. But, you know, use cross branding. That way you can uh, actually. You video it, capture it, learn it, and share it. That's pretty cool. That's really pretty cool to do with Crossbring. So I want to give them a, a, a holler out there and let them know that we're, we're thinking about them and thanks for standing behind us and what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if, uh, if you kind of want to see, I don't know, sort of an out-of-the-box thinking kind of of a way that you might want to use GoPro uh, you know, in your classroom or, or when you've got students working on a project, you can check out our previous um, uh, podcast that we did uh check it out on youtube where we actually have the video going and all of the overhead shots that are top down um they were shot with the gopro that was sent to us uh by uh, cross braining and gopro yeah yeah really cool video very cool so uh, also in that is uh is amiibo we use it for oh, our front right. shot so yeah but yeah, if you're ever looking for anything, just reach out to us. Ask us uh, about what you think will be a great thing to use in the classroom. We'll throw you some ideas. That's uh, what we do. Yeah. And likewise, if uh, there's something you'd like us to try and we don't have, you know, if we don't happen to have it, then we'll see about getting it and we'll try it out and let you know and see how it goes. So there you go. There it is. 
So like I said, you got us today, and uh, there's yeah. a couple of topics that we kind of like to talk about because it's kind of been on a lot of our Twitter feeds lately, and it's kind of what's happening this spring. It's kind of you know one of the some of the hot topics that are going on right now. One of the first ones that we talk about is growth mindset, and it's well, it's mindset period, whether it's growth or fixed. Uh, the big one though is a growth mindset. Sure, and, and I have to say it's kind of interesting. Uh, throughout my life, especially as a tech guy, I've had both a growth and a fixed mindset. Uh, it, it's easy to define because uh, we can take a lot of our friends that are techs that are very fixed in their mindset about what they're going to use. And yes. they don't look at using anything else but what's always been, you know, this is the tried and true. I'm going to stick with it even though it's version 98. I'm going to keep rocking and rolling this thing. And, you know, that's a fixed mindset. Sure. Like, this is as far as this can go or this is as far as I can go. I can't do any better. I can't grow. Um, it's interesting for David and I. I think a growth mindset is where we've moved even heavier over the last two years. Well, and I think, at least from my experience, in, in just from my, uh, I wish I could remember the phrase I was going to use, and I can't, but anyway, from, from, my, from my knowledge um, and my experience, really, when it comes to any kind of growth mindset, I think a lot of folks reach the mixed, I mean, the uh, fixed, sorry, the fixed mindset because of comfort, complacency, it's it's what you're used to, it's what you're accustomed to, it, it is really, it's what you're comfortable with. I mean, I, yeah. a personal story for me as a tech guy, uh, for the longest time, uh, I would not move anything to the cloud because in my mind, it was, no, 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 I have to be able to put my hands on it. It's, it's my responsibility. I've got to, you know, everything's got to be right here where I can see it, touch it, feel it, get my hands on it. Yeah. Um, and of course, then over time, I've really shifted gears you know, and now we're completely and I'm like oh put my it gosh, in the cloud baby why, yeah why is it even here i don't want it here get it in the cloud what's that doing on my machine you know <laughs> and it's not yes that's right you know and it's not just for the sake of doing it because i know there are a lot of folks who um as jeff mentioned you know we, we've got a lot of tech friends who are have very fixed hmm. mindsets when it comes to things and that's not necessarily bad it's just a different way but um you know is that really achieving the goals that that you've set or in some cases that have been set for what's happening even outside of your control and i think that's part of where the problem comes in is when when you get someone who is in that fixed mindset this is the way it's going to be no matter what well as as you know if a directive is coming from higher than you or and i hope this ruffles a few feathers frankly um if if the mindset isn't coming from the tech guy or the tech department, it's coming from what's best for the students, what's best for Bingo. the teachers, what's best for moving those folks forward, then you may have to get up out of your fixed mindset and grow. Well, you know, and that's the kicker. And I think that's the issue that I see. Uh, one of our friends had posted just a few days ago in a forum that I deviated from Apple during the mid nineties and I've never looked back and it served me well. Well, okay, that's great and all, but that does not help anybody. That's like, I'm a, I'm a classical musician. I play bass and there's two types of bows. There's a French bow and a German bow. Well, you know, 
I can't say whatever well, use the German bow because a lot of people are very fine players with the German bow. Right. And it fits certain people better holding it a different way. Sure. And I mean, that's the thing. A teacher cannot be, an educator can't be a fixed mindset person. Right. Because that's all we will create are fixed mindset people. Mm-hmm. And you got to have those growth mindset people. You got to have those people that can get knocked down and fail and go, that's okay. I'm going to take the good from this. That glass was half full, and I'm going to move forward and grow from it. And you know, even in our journey with Edutech guys um, right. and everything we've done, we're pretty much a growth mindset. We still have a few things that are fixed that just scare us. Sure, and sure. it's hard for us to change that fixed mindset on a few things. But overall, we're pretty much a growth mindset crew at this point. I think that we could both decide. Yeah, I'm pretty much ninety percent growth mindset. Well. And and I think in terms of what what we do, I mean specifically, you know, since we're talking about edutech guys, um, I would think that we would have to be. And and frankly, I think anyone who is in the position where we are, where you are working with other educators and you're working with school districts and you're trying to get whatever your message is out to the other folks who you know who are out there who are also trying to grow and and do better um you know we we have to have that kind of mindset you know if if we just sat down and said nope we're going to podcast just the way you know they did back in 1998 oh wait were they podcasting in 98 huh mm-hmm. you know exactly so, you know so it's one On of those things <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah 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 right you know I got my VHS you know but you've got to i i think anyway we have to have that mindset and it's not just that what we do almost requires that type of mindset, but from my perspective, because um, I don't want to say this. Yes, we have to have it, but we also crave it. We we mm. want it. We, you know, there's always something new coming down the line, and someone has got to be willing to stick their neck out and try it. And and hopefully, at least in, in our opinion, we do a lot of that. I mean, we've gone through how many mics? We Well, you know, and I think what that is, I want to address yeah, what you're saying, no, because I think exactly that's exactly it. It's that hope that that next thing's going to make it that much better, that much easier, and it's the one we're looking for. Right. And it, to me, that's the beauty of the growth mindset. Yes. I mean, I, you know, think about Abraham Lincoln. You always hear that he failed at business so many times and went bankrupt. And, you know, there's that thing. And every entrepreneur that I know can tell you the four times or five times it didn't fail. But any great entrepreneur that we find, and that's what we do. We're always looking for that next mic because every time we find the next mic or the next app or the next whatever, it does make us better. It does make our business better. It makes our entrepreneurship venture better. Sure. And I think that that's the real key to the growth mindset. And teaching that to kids means that, you know, hey, there's no big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, that was yesterday. Forget all about it. Let's learn what we did from it, and we found something new. Right. Uh, we learned that this didn't work, and now in, in in that not working, we've got to find another way to do it, which just means, okay, do we need to make that? Okay, well, let's just make it. Right, Which, right. okay, so maybe we should. That's that's a growth mindset, and we could probably talk for 10 days about that. Probably but, so. I just, right before before we move on, though, just real quickly, I, I, think, one of the, I think one of the biggest issues that we run into with with trying to get folks to move toward a growth mindset goes back to something that you bring up um, really often in, 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 in a lot of different circles. And that is, you know, when you're working with this particular group of fourth graders, you only get that one time. That's right. So the, the 
I, I see where a hesitation of adopting a growth mindset from the teacher's perspective is if I'm growing all the time, then or trying to grow or trying to change things, then essentially there's no real consistency from what I do from year to year. And so what's, how is that affecting my students? Cause I only get them once. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I wonder if that's part of where maybe some of the hesitation might come in from teachers who and that, and that are could reluctant. Be, that makes sense. That I does. That's, that's a good observation. I that's a good I, point. I, and, I, and I would love to hear from teachers on both sides, teachers who, who, kind of push back against that mindset, the growth mindset, teachers who embrace the fixed mindset, but also those who were fixed and moved to growth. Any of that, let us know, reach out to us, you know, hit us up on Twitter at EduTechGuys. Uh, you can use hashtag ETG chat. Let us know what you think about growth mindset. Hey, yeah, listen, we're going to drop out to a quick commercial and we'll be right back after this message. Take your message to the world. Bring EduTech Guys to your school for fun, interactive professional development. We'll help your teachers, students, and administrator reach today's mobile audience. Students can share classroom learning. Teachers can provide outside-of-the-classroom help and instruction. And administrators can reach out to parents and the community. We'll not only show you how, but we'll have you doing it yourself before the day's end. Reach out to us on Twitter at EduTechGuys or drop us a line by visiting www www.edutechguys.com. Bring EduTech Guys to your school, and we'll bring your school to the world. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the EduTech Guys on radio.edutechguys.com. It's a podcast for all you EdTechs out there that are coming for the tech and staying for the talk. Are coming for the talk and staying for the tech. Either way you want to look at it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so listen, we were just discussing growth mindset, but which growth mindset is really interesting. And it, it's, it's about, you know, to me, there, it's about a lot of things. One of those things is failing and getting past it and learning from that fail and, and growing from it. Yeah. And, and a great place to grow is Makerspace because that's the opportunity to do that. And, you know, it's really interesting. The school library uh, media specialists have really taken over and the librarians have realized, okay, in this digital world, we need to take back over and get our hands on stuff. And we know some great ones out there. Stony Evans at Lakeside. Uh, we met a ton at Fetzy and, uh, we've had them on the show and we'll have them on the show again, but you know, the, the school library, that's the makerspace that's kind of always been there. Yeah. And what's interesting about a makerspace and what does it have to do with, with growth mindset? Well, let's talk about starting it in your classroom. Okay. Now, your classroom's a small room anyway. And I was there's a great article we put it out on Twitter. If you want to take a look at it, just hit over to our Twitter and find about, you know, creating a makerspace in your classroom. You got a little space, mm -hmm. little time, you know, that kind of thing. But there's three great ways you can do that. One is make a garden or a terrarium. That is a makerspace. That is an area to grow something and talk about how to grow it and to, you know, let the students work with light and sunlight and water and food and soil and what plants grow better in this light and this temperature. That is a makerspace. And that's all about failing and learning. These tomatoes didn't grow well this time, but they grew well this time. Uh, another one is a tinker space. Now, a tinker space is great. A bunch of stuff, Legos, old clocks, anything you want to put in a space so kids can pull it apart and rebuild it. Yeah. This is also a place that if you've got the money, you could put in a 3D printer. You know, a little space where kids are going to tinker. This is a place where they can come up with ideas. They can try to make them work. And if they fail, it's okay. Then we try again. It's a tinker space. Uh, my, the third one is one of my favorites, and that's an art space. That's the maker space that's always been there. Art has always been 
in the classroom. Right. I mean, even back when I was in school and my parents were, I mean, all the way back, art has always been there. Well, but that's even better. So now you can make an art maker space because a lot of stuff can be done with a lot of mediums from cardboard to clay to paint to digital art. Right. And this is the opportunity to get into, say, Google SketchUp or any of that kind of stuff, or Google mm-hmm. Earth or any of the stuff you want to do, any 3D modeling. That's art also. And it starts throwing out a product. And, yeah. and so I just wanted to bring that one up because I thought that was a really great way to start it. And then maybe schools that don't have any maker spaces can say, well, we've got these things in our classroom. So what can the library do for us? And I think this is the perfect place for a library to step in because librarians, uh, it's like the show librarians on TV. They know a lot of stuff. Right. Yes. You know, they really do. Yeah. They're, they're well read. Mm-hmm. They know where, you know, oh, you're looking for a book about this. Right. Well, that's what a makerspace is. It's a super intelligent facilitator. Well, you've got that in your librarian. Right. And let's take a look at most libraries and schools. They're large. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got this area where you can do pretty much anything you want to in. Um, to me, that seems like a really great idea is to push for, you know, you've got a makerspace. You've had it for years. Right. It just maybe a little shift here and there. And, and like we saw, we've seen a lot of schools that their librarians have taken mm-hmm. the helm as a makerspace leader. Yeah. And, and have, have talked with folks and, and you know, uh, library media specialists uh, who have who have taken that space and really converted it into a makerspace and and you know they've taken the lead on that and and stepped up and said he you know what I'm going to change the way people perceive what the air quote librarian is because guess what we're changing everything and and I think it was important one of the things that you had mentioned in there um about especially in in kind of that tinker space or just a maker space in general the art space um you know the materials i, I know that's that seems to be kind of a big hang up you know yeah. well where am i going to get i can't buy canvases and i can't buy yeah how about the cardboard boxes that you that all the other stuff is coming in get with your tech department you're, if you know your tech department or, or heck talk to them you know and if you find out that your tech department is rolling out you know new monitors everywhere guess what those monitors come with wait a minute they come in cardboard boxes. They have styrofoam packed in them. Yeah. They have all kinds of other little twist ties and plastic baggies. And all of that stuff can be repurposed into some really cool makerspace content that, and, 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 and that, um, I'm, my brain is thinking of 500 things all the same yeah. time. So let me, <laughs> let me take a breath here. Um, but it's not just about the making the stuff. So, for example, if you had a bunch of cardboard and you've got some plastic coverings, and I'm just trying to think of different things, and you got some paint, and you got this yeah. stuff. Okay, so now you can work with your science teacher, your literacy teacher, your math teacher, and figure out how do you build a scale model, because that's key, scale, give them some, a scale model of, oh, I don't know, a cardboard X-wing fighter. Bingo. Or DeLorean from Back to the or Future. Or DeLorean. You or know, whatever. I know a school that uses, the kids bring uh, their old cereal boxes. Yes. They undo the glue on them, turn them inside out. And you know what you have on the other side? You have plain cardboard. Yeah. And so there is actually a great palette to paint on. There's something to build out of. You've got boxes out the wazoo. And you're taking it from home and you're recycling. Exactly. And and there's a whole other thing. So, you know, there's a an, an interesting uh, one night for a parent meeting in itself is how did we recycle? We're just talking about echo, 
you know, goodness here in the makerspace and how we recycled this stuff. And we mm-hmm. made a whole program out of it that was one of our projects right. that we did. Um, and these are the results, but we're actually just talking about why we did what we did and what we saved and what we didn't throw into a, a, a landfill and things like that. Yes, so exactly. lots of stuff. I mean, makerspace, don't let the word overwhelm you, much like growth mindset. Right. It is a highly definable word. It's very large in its capacity. And so is makerspace. So I yeah. uh, just wanted to throw that out there today. I feel like it's, it's every spring it's, it's warm and people are starting to think again and makerspace is <laughs> hands on is where people, <laughs> where people, yeah. Springtime, that lovely <laughs> ring and ding time. Their brains are thawing out. From well, you know, it's kind of true. Spring always gets your oh, juices sure. flowing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a time of renewal and, and you know, growth. But, you know, we talk about that all the time, so we'll jump into it. one more topic for today that we thought we'd jump out real quick. Just a few minutes we'll, we'll discuss. And hopefully here pretty soon we'll have an even longer show uh, with our friends from uh, Go Enounce and uh, a bunch of the others out there to talk about digital citizenship. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'm finding that more and more important, and we all are. Um, social media has been a topic for the last five, eight years. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it is. But it's a big topic. And mm-hmm. what a lot of people are learning is the internet never forgets. Right. And digital citizenship is just as responsible as, you know, not taking that handicapped parking place at Walmart for someone that really is handicapped. And, you know, opening the door for someone and, you know, kindness begets kindness. Right. It's the same thing about digital citizenship. And I, I you know, I've read a lot lately about schools teaching, uh, teaching students about emotions and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and, and I can get that because in our current 21st century world, Families are not the same. We're we're you know this is the n- true nuclear family you know experience kind of thing going on, but I think digital citizenship is one of those things that schools should take a, a vested interest in, and I think it should be. You know, remember when we were kids and you had citizenship on your report card and it was yes. actually one thing and you got it. You yes. know I can see that. I mean we don't teach citizenship right. like we used to, right. but I think it in this worldview. And the diversity that we see in the world, it is time to start teaching digital citizenship and making it part of the curriculum to um, to work with the diversity that's happening. And the fact that we are now, you know, a world, our students, our kids are not going to go to work for somebody, most likely, they're going to create their own jobs. Right. And they're going to need to know how to handle that digital citizenship to work with people from all over, from this great big blue marble. That's right. what it comes right down to. Well, and, and you know, you hear um, generally when you hear the term uh, digital citizenship, it's usually, unfortunately, connected with negative aspects of right. digital citizenship. Yep. These kids posted on Snapchat, you know, inappropriate activity or uh, this college student did not receive a scholarship because she posted Mm. this certain thing on her social media feed or whatever. You hear all that kind of stuff. But I think it's, it's way more important to talk about the positives because yes, those are the negative sides of things, but what are some of the cool things and the, and the positive and good things that you can do as a digital citizen that reflects greatly on your overall, as they say, digital footprint. You know, what are some of the cool things that when I look you up, if, I, if I'm if i going to, you know, not just, you know, here's the thing, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of the students today, you know, a lot of folks today, um, they're not going to work for somebody else. They're going to create a job. Well, 
even if you're going to create a job, you have to go get that funding for that somewhere. And those people who are in charge of that funding to help you get started are becoming way more savvy in terms of looking up your digital footprint. What does your digital citizenship show about you? Why am I going to give you $2 million to start this really cool startup? And don't get me wrong. I think you've got a great startup. I think it's a great idea. However, you know, I've looked at you on social media and I just don't get it. Or the other way around, you're wanting $2 million and I've looked at your digital citizenship. I've seen your digital footprint. I see the stuff you're doing and holy cow, I appreciate, you know, what you're trying to do and what you've been doing. And as a matter of fact, I'm willing to pony up a little more, or maybe I'm willing to take a smaller percentage of the amount that I need paid back because I believe in what you're doing based on what I've seen. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, it's such a, and it's such a positive thing. Like you said, you know, and, and I know, especially in a lot of elementary schools, they still do citizenship, just general, you know, this is a, you get a good citizen award because, <laughs> you know, you were recognized for doing this or that. And we lose that. And, and, especially in today's day and age when it comes to digital citizenship. I, I agree with you. I think it's definitely something that should be not just taught, but incorporated across the various subject areas, across uh, you know anything that's going on. It can apply anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. And so much can be covered in it. Yeah. It can be an English project. It can be a social studies project. It yeah. can be all kinds of projects to talk about what you publish, what you write, who do you deal with? What's the diversity in handling, you know, people from all over the world? Why do we use Google Translate? Why right. do we translate pages? Why do we do this? You know, there's, yes. it's a really cool thing. And I, I thought it would be a great topic for us to talk about today. Yeah. So, and we talked about it. <laughs> there you go. I hope you liked it. Hey, this listen. Is, this is why I leave Jeff in charge of coming up with the topics <laughs> well, when it's just the two of us. It's, it's great, man. So um, you're listening to Edutech Guys, uh, radio.edutechguys.com. We're going to drop out real quick uh, with our song artist of the week, who is? Hey, Nick Flora. And this this is Hard Man to Love.
Hey, welcome back. Hope you liked Nick Flora. That was great. Hard man to love. You're listening to radio.edutechguys.com, coming to you live from beautiful Hope, Arkansas. And you know what time it is. It's time for the Google Tip of the Week. Cha-cha. I, I, I threw that in there last week, so I thought I'd throw it in there again. It was just kind of funny. It's not as funny as it was last time to me, but uh, I did it anyway. I enjoyed it. Hey, yeah, so it's time for the Google Tip of the Week. Well, the Google Tip of the Week this week is um, today is International Women's Day, and um, Google is celebrating it in a hundred different ways. Uh, you name it, they're handling it. First off, if you go to Google, you're going to find out that their slideshow doodle um, is a wonderful tribute to women, um, and it's a journey to meet 13 female trailblazers throughout history. It's 13 different slides of some women who've done some amazing things throughout the history of, of this planet. Um, also, they're doing a, a day in the life of women astronauts, pilots, and engineers with uh, expeditions. So if you're doing Google Expeditions, you can pop over there. They've got uh, 2 million students have already gone on like 500 virtual field trips. So they're doing some that are introducing you to notable women uh, of the past. So, but that also includes of today and of tomorrow. Because yeah. just because today is International Women's Day doesn't mean that we don't just celebrate them every day. Right. Because, I mean, that's, that's a really big deal. Um, also, over on YouTube, uh, they're doing a, a bunch of stuff over there. And they're doing a thing, uh, YouTube Kids, called Super Women of Our Past. So that's a really cool one. They're also doing a YouTube-related playlist like Celebrate Women's History Month and Celebrate International Women's Day. So there's a bunch of playlists that are existing over there. Also is the hashtag Her Voice Is My Voice campaign, um, which is great. Talking about sharing women's voices. Um, a lot of great stuff that Google's doing out there. You can check our website, catch this link. We'll put it on Twitter uh, during the show right now. It'll probably pop up on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, you know, uh, celebrating women, International Women's Day is just to make sure that we realize um, how important women are in the, the future and the history of our of our world, our country, our world. Absolutely. Yeah, we both have daughters, and so we completely get the fact that there's a lot of stuff I couldn't do without my daughters. They're awesome. They take care of me like nobody's business. And it's not just about the past. This is about my girls are going to be leaders in the future. Right. I know that. I know your daughter is, I know my daughters are, I mean, I know that's what's going to happen. So, and this is a big push. Our, you know, years ago, I I had an all girl bass drum line when I was a marching band director. And the reason was because girls are just more responsible. (laughs) You know, they are, I mean, girls, you know, we're guys, we know we get the whole girls thing. Um, but that's what's going to make them great in coding and science. Mm-hmm. And if you start looking at all the stuff that's happening now in science breakthroughs and in, in some of our technology breakthroughs, there's a lot of women just trailblazing out there. Oh, absolutely. Making huge changes. So that's it. Google tip of the week. Awesome. Hope you enjoyed it. That is very cool. So, yeah, it's been a great show. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to catch us on the web, www.edutechguys.com. That's right. And don't forget to catch us next week. Um, uh, next Wednesday evening, uh, we will be at EdChat Interactive, and we will be holding, uh, hosting a live video chat about the politics in education. Oh boy! <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. I, I, don't, I think he picked the wrong guy. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You it's should come for our stance and stay for the debate. There you go. It's going to be fun, and, and that's what it is. It's all about good, clean debate, discussion, yep. learning. And it's a growth mindset. Exactly. And so that is that is at edchatinteractive.org. Hey, great show. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll see you next time. 
You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site, this program, are those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. This is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the Bee Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of High Performance Leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Eberly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show, and we've had conversations with Baruti Caffele, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, new perspectives from authors you admire, and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to The Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.